You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Awaken Radio. I'm so happy to be here with you today. I am in a real creative flow with my episodes at the moment, and I've just had a lot of inspired ideas flowing through around things I want to share with you. So you're getting a lot of episodes from me at the moment, and I'm actually really enjoying that, and I hope that you are loving and enjoying it as well. So today, the topic that I want to dive into with you is self-love. And I'm going to be sharing three keys to more deeply experiencing and practicing self-love. And these are three things that I think are really necessary to take our self-love and our relationship with ourselves so much deeper so that we can actually really feel and experience the feeling of love within ourselves for ourselves. Before I dive into everything that I want to share with you today, I wanted to quickly remind you that my Feminine Awakening video series is available for you to watch. It is a free video training that I created with five videos to offer you starting steps to awaken and embody your feminine energy. And I've already had hundreds of women sign up for this training series after I shared it on Instagram. So if you would like to watch and access this free training, it's a training you can work through at your own pace. All you have to do is follow the link in the show notes. I've put a link down in the show notes. So just scroll down to access that. And when you follow that link, you will get free and immediate access to this five-part training series that I created for you. So if you are interested in connecting more deeply with your feminine energy, this training is for you. Just scroll down to the show notes to access it. So self-love, why are we talking about self-love? Well, for me as a life coach and a life coach that works with women, majority of the people that I work with and that come to work with me are wanting to feel a deeper sense of self-love. And maybe at the moment, rather than feeling self-love, what they're instead feeling a lot of the time is self-judgment, self-criticism, self-blame, guilt, unhappiness, and a discontentment with who they are and with how they are, how they're showing up in their life. And a lot of the women that work with me in my coaching and my programs want to feel more confidence in themselves as well. They want to feel better about themselves. They want to be able to have self-talk that is kind and supportive so that it doesn't feel like they're constantly at war with themselves all the time. And self-love really is the foundation of what I work on with women because we do so much work around their relationship with themselves. And I really see relationship with self, the relationship that we all have with ourselves as being so important. And I really believe it's the foundation of everything. And your relationship with yourself impacts everything. It impacts how you experience every area of your life and how you show up in those areas of your life. And so it's incredibly important. And it's a big focus of what I do in my one-on-one coaching and also on what we cover in Divine Femme. 
And in Divine Femme, we work a lot on relationship with self, particularly in the first module. We do a lot of deeper healing work around the relationship with ourselves, inner child healing work, which really ties into this, clearing inner blocks, embracing your true authentic self and really loving all of who you are. And while I'm on the topic of Divine Femme, I do just want to mention that I have opened the wait list for the next round of the program, which will be coming in September. So if you are interested in learning more about Divine Femme or possibly taking part in the next round of the course, just head to ConnieChapman.com slash Divine Femme, or one word, dash interest. And if that is too long of a URL for you to remember, once again, the link is in the show notes of this episode. So just scroll down and you can find out more about the Divine Femme program and also enter your email to be added to the waitlist so you're the first to know when enrollments open. So let's get into these three keys to deepening your self-love. And here's the first one I want to share with you. The first key to really deepening your self-love is that your self-love needs to be unconditional. And for many of us, that is not the case. Many of us tend to practice really conditional self-love. And we tend to love ourselves when we're being one way, but then not love ourselves when we're being another way. And we tend to love certain parts of ourselves more than other parts. And then we oscillate between feeling really good about ourselves and giving ourselves love and then seeing ourselves do something that we're not happy about or not proud of. And then we punish ourselves and we take love away. And so we're never really experiencing this steady, consistent stream of love. It's almost like this sort of a toxic relationship that we have with ourselves. Like if we were in a relationship with someone else, that was like this where one minute they were really loving us and really proud of us and celebrating us and supporting us and then the next minute they were ripping through us and criticizing us and judging us and tearing us down or if we felt that we were loved really conditionally and they only loved some parts of us but when we showed other parts they pulled away from us and took their love away If you went through that long enough, it would start to feel really toxic and it would put you on a total emotional roller coaster. But a lot of the times, this can actually be what is unfolding within ourselves. And we can really begin to love and accept some parts of ourselves and feel good about ourselves when we're being our best self. But then again, we see a part of ourselves we don't like or love and we judge it and we reject it. And we say, yuck, I don't like you when you're like that. You're a bad person. You're not good enough. I don't love you. And then we end up taking ourselves on that emotional roller coaster of ups and downs. And I know this isn't the easiest thing to practice, but this truly is the work when it comes to experiencing deep self-love. And I want you to think for a moment what it would feel like to experience unconditional love. Have you ever felt unconditional love? And if you do experience unconditional love in some place in your life at the moment, whether it's with a child, even a pet, or perhaps with your partner or a family member, what does it feel like? And what does it allow you to be? My guess is it allows you to be all of you, your best self, your worst self, all of you, 
and know that you will still be loved? And what would it be like for you to experience unconditional love within yourself? It would mean that you would love yourself no matter what. No matter if you were being your best self, your worst self, if you did something wrong, if you made a mistake, if you stuffed something up, if you hurt someone and said the wrong thing, if you did the wrong thing. And yeah, those things don't feel good and it doesn't mean you have to feel positive about it, but you wouldn't stop loving yourself as a result. You wouldn't punish yourself. And because you loved yourself, you wouldn't immediately go into that self-beration and self-judgment and shame spiral that so many of us experience in ourselves. But instead, perhaps you'd say, okay, that wasn't the best. That wasn't the best choice. That wasn't the best thing to say. That wasn't the best thing to do. That doesn't feel good. But I know that you did the best that you could in that moment. And let's learn from this experience. Let's do things differently next time. And so let's pause here and just feel all the emotions coming up and notice everything that's getting triggered. But then say to ourselves, I still love you. I still accept you. You're still enough for me. And I'm not going to withhold my love from you just because of this thing that you did. And you can see here in when I'm explaining it how safe and healing unconditional love is. We want to feel unconditional love. It allows us to thrive and blossom and expand. It allows us to feel that there's nothing wrong with us and release that feeling of shame. Because how often do you get caught in that story that there's something wrong with you? And then it creates this horrible feeling of guilt in your body. But unconditional love is about continuing to love yourself through it. Like you love yourself through it. This is what it means to have a really loving relationship with yourself. It is about being aware of how you're talking to yourself, being aware of how you're treating yourself, being aware of what you're focusing on and noticing, are you supporting and taking care of yourself the way you would if someone else came to you in that situation and said, oh my gosh, I did this terrible thing, or I made a mistake, or I stuffed up, or I'm having a really bad day. You wouldn't immediately go into a punishment of them and beat up on them. You'd say, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Come and talk with me. Tell me what's going on. And you would listen to them, and you'd listen to what was going on. And that listening, that presence is already a form of love. It's a form of acceptance. And then you'd offer some support you'd offer to help them. You'd reassure them. You'd remind them that they're a good person despite what they did. And that's what we can do for ourselves when we practice unconditional love. And I quickly want to share a story around this. And this is something I often share with my clients. And it was a really significant experience for me. So when I was struggling with insomnia in 2020, I started practicing EFT to help me. And one of the phrases that you use in EFT that you often start with is that even though I, and you insert the negative quality or the challenge that you're having, so even though I can't get to sleep, I still deeply and completely love and accept myself. And as you're saying this phrase, you're tapping on different points of your body, your meridian points. And so I was out on the sofa often at like 3 a.m. most nights 
feeling anxious, struggling to sleep and honestly beating up on myself for it. And then I would sit there and just begin tapping. And I would say to myself, even though I'm not sleeping, I still deeply and completely love and accept myself. And even though I feel anxious, I still deeply and completely love and accept myself. And even though it's 3am and I really should be asleep, I still deeply and completely love and accept myself. And I would say these phrases over and over and over. And I'll never forget this one moment that I was sitting there as I was tapping and saying this stuff to myself. And I remember thinking, maybe there's nothing wrong with me. And maybe nothing's gone wrong here. And all of a sudden, I felt this lightness and I began to separate my behavior from my identity. My behavior from my identity. I separated my behavior from my worth and from my lovability and from any story about there being something wrong with me because this was happening. And all of a sudden, I found this sense of love for myself that I could love myself through this even though there was something happening in my body in that moment that felt really, really difficult and really undesirable. And so this is what needs to happen. We need to separate our behavior from our lovability because you are always lovable. You are always worthy of love. Whether you're having a bad day, whether you've made a mistake, whether the worst side of you is coming out, whether you've snapped at someone and you've been a bitch, whatever, that does not mean that you're not lovable or worthy of love. And this is why when we're practicing true self-love, this is not just about loving yourself in the good times. This is about loving yourself through it all. Just like in a relationship, you would never want or expect your partner to only love you through the good times. You would want their love and devotion through the hardest times, through all of the times, no matter what was going on. And so loving yourself means speaking in kind and gentle and compassionate and understanding ways. It means being gentle and loving and kind to yourself. It means having compassion, empathy and understanding for why you might be having this particular issue or challenge or why you might be acting the way you're acting or feeling the way you're feeling. And it means offering yourself love, care and support. And so in that moment, how can you love yourself through this? How can you support yourself through this? What can you give to yourself to help yourself feel better in that situation? How can you draw on your beautiful tools and practices to soothe and take care of yourself in that moment? And you know, also self-love isn't necessarily just about being over the top in love with yourself. It's also about refraining from things that are cruel and mean and punishing and awful towards yourself. And that's sometimes what self-love is. It's like, I love you enough that I will no longer speak to you like this. I will no longer treat you like this. If I notice this self-talk, I'm going to stop. If I notice that I'm spiraling into guilt or shame, I'm going to stop and I'm going to intercept this because I deserve more than this. And so self-love isn't always like an overflowing abundance of love and positive vibes. Sometimes it is just the willingness to say, I deserve better than to be spoken to in this way. And so I'm not going to let myself speak to myself like this anymore. And I'm going to put a boundary around that. 
So the second key to deep self-love is that our worth and our value and our lovability needs to be untangled from our achievements. And this is a big one because not only, like I was saying before, we are linking our lovability to our behavior and whether our behavior is perfect and we're being perfect, are we being good and the way we think we should be? You know, are we being the best version of ourselves? And if we're not, you're not lovable. But also that we need to untangle our lovability and our worth and our value from what we're doing and achieving. And this is a model that has been set up for many of us throughout our childhoods and our teenage years. And it's something that I have really been caught in and have operated from a lot is that really basing my sense of worth and how much of a good person I am and how lovable I am based on what I'm achieving. And it creates this very intricate and interesting link between what I achieve, what I give, what I do, how much I'm able to get done, how much I output into the world, how much money I make, and my value, my enoughness, my worth, and my lovability. And I was running this model within my head for so long, particularly in my business, and I never used to feel good about myself unless I was achieving something in my business. I found it hard to love myself in the downtime, in the rest time, in the playtime, in the times that I was taking breaks and not really creating or outputting much into the world. And so the reason we need to unravel this is because it leaves us feeling that we always need to be doing more and giving more and achieving more in order to be enough and in order to feel that we are worthy and deserving of love and of everything that we want. And sort of, again, this is a model of conditional self-love where we withhold love from ourselves until we arrive at a particular destination. And we say, okay, once you reach this goal, then I'll love you. Then I'll be proud of you. Then you'll be enough. Once you lose that weight, once you make that much money, once you get that promotion, once you get that relationship, whatever it is, we have these achievement-based outcomes. And we say to ourselves on such a deeper subconscious level without even realizing I'm going to feel really proud of you when you get there. I'm going to really love you when you get there. I'm going to be really happy with you when you get there, (laughs) right? And this is conditional self-love. But still in this pattern, we are continuously setting ourselves up to never receive the type of love that we want from ourselves, to never really feel proud of ourselves or that we're enough because we always have to do more to get there. And the goalposts always move. And this whole mindset inherently presupposes that you are not enough already where you are and as who you are, that you're not valuable already, that you're not worthy already, that you're not lovable already. And that is fundamentally incorrect. So this is what I want you to really understand through this conversation, that your lovability, your worth, your value, it's inherent to who you are. You were born with it. You're born worthy. You're born valuable. You're born lovable. I mean, all you have to do is reconnect with your inner child, with yourself as a little baby, 
and just see how perfect and beautiful and lovable and worthy that precious child was. And so when we begin to separate our worth and our value and our lovability from our achievements, we begin to focus less on what we're doing and more on who we are. And we stop expecting ourselves to give more and do more and achieve more to be enough. And instead, right now in this moment, we begin to look at ourselves more deeply and see what is enough about me? What is valuable about me? What is special about me? What is lovable about me? About me, who I am as a person, separate to what I'm doing. We really begin to look at what makes me unique and special and beautiful and valuable and what makes me a great friend and what makes me a great partner and what are the qualities of my heart? What are my best qualities? What are my strengths? And even what are my weaknesses and can I still love and embrace them even if they're not as desirable as my strengths? It's like you actually begin to look at yourself through the perspective of love where you begin to focus on what is enough about me, what is wonderful about me, what is beautiful about me, what about me deserves to be celebrated. And then you start to feel this sense of value and worth and enoughness from within separate to what you're doing, separate to what you've manifested, separate to what you're achieving. And really, I think one of the keys to this is self-acknowledgement. I wrote an Instagram post on this not too long ago, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes because it is so important for us to celebrate and acknowledge how far we have come and acknowledge the things that we are doing and acknowledge the places that we are showing up and acknowledge the steps that we have taken. And it means that we are constantly validating ourselves and validation is a form of love. You're acknowledging yourself. And so often that's what we're craving. We're just desperately craving to be enough, to be approved of, to be seen, to be important, to be acknowledged, to be accepted. And we always think we have to do more in order to get there. But you have the capacity to give that to yourself right now, to make yourself feel validated and seen and recognized and significant, like you're proud of yourself and what you've done through simply practicing self-acknowledgement. And self-acknowledgement means being conscious and deliberate around slowing down to celebrate yourself when you reach different milestones, when you achieve different things, or just at the end of the day for everything that you did that day. And to really break out of that idea of, oh no, I can't acknowledge myself yet because it's not enough. But when you're operating in that model, nothing you do will ever be enough to make yourself feel enough about yourself. And so really, the only way to really start to feel enoughness is through that ongoing acknowledgement of yourself, seeing yourself, validating yourself, acknowledging yourself. And if you were to constantly acknowledge yourself for all the things you did well, all the things you achieved, all of the, the ways you were a great parent, a great partner, a great sibling, a great daughter, yeah, a great employee, a great business owner, you will start to feel good about yourself because you are getting constant acknowledgement and validation and love for who you are, for what you're doing well, 
and for everything that you're being in your life. And so my third tip to experiencing deep self-love, and this is a big one as well, and we did a lot of work on this one in Divine Femme with my beautiful women in there. It came up a lot in our conversations. This third key is about shifting from self-abandonment to self-devotion. And this is really all about the relationship we have with ourselves. And I did do an episode a little while ago on self-devotion, so I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But self-devotion is all about self-love. It's all about self-commitment. It's about choosing yourself, prioritizing yourself, being devoted to self. And one of the things we unpacked a lot in Divine Femme is that a lot of the women in the program were noticing instead the tendency to self-abandon. And self-abandonment means ignoring, suppressing, pushing to the side your own feelings and wants and needs and desires, constantly pushing away and pushing to the side what's most important for you, what's going on for you, what you need, how you're feeling, just ignoring that. And one of the things we talked about in Divine Femme was that we can have this pattern of abandonment from our childhood And if we were used to, as a child, not having people be available for us, not having people listen to our feelings or meet our needs or give us what we were most craving, not show up with the type of presence that we needed, we will end up replicating that with ourselves, quite simply because it's what we're used to. And we might then end up abandoning ourselves because we're just so used to it. We're used to not people hearing us, paying attention, giving us what we need. And so we do the same thing to ourselves. And so the opposite of self-abandonment is self-devotion. It is deep commitment to self, like tuning in. Honey, what's going on? What are you feeling? What do you need? What can I do for you today to get you feeling good? What do you want to do in this situation? Do you want to say yes? Do you want to say no? Do you want to take on that commitment? How do you want to spend your time? It is like tending to yourself with this beautiful intimacy and self-love and self-commitment and self-devotion where you are your number one priority. Whereas self-abandonment is all about putting everyone else before you. Everyone else's feelings, everyone else's wants and needs, whatever is going on for everyone else. And you falling down the priority list to the extent that it's almost like what you want or need or what you feel is irrelevant as long as everyone else is happy. Whereas self-devotion is about putting yourself right at the very top of the priority list. And this is not about being selfish. This is about deep commitment to loving and honoring you, to nurturing the relationship with you, to showing up for your own needs to meet them because if you don't show up for them, no one else is going to. And it's through this awareness of just whatever is going on for you day to day, the awareness of when you want to speak up and say something, the awareness of what your intuition is telling you, the awareness of what your body's saying, the awareness of an emotion that's rising, the awareness of the part of you that needs a break, that is craving play, that is craving rest. It is paying deep, intimate attention to yourself, really attuning to yourself, showing up for yourself and designing your whole life around you, like really designing your life from a place of what is truly most important to you, what you love, what you want, what you need, and honoring that, 
and it is not always the easiest, most comfortable path. And sometimes we practice self-abandonment because it seems easier than having to deal with the conflict of saying no to someone or potentially upsetting someone. But you are abandoning yourself in that moment if you're putting someone else's feelings before your own or if you're caretaking someone else's emotions or if you're saying yes when you want to say no or if you're suppressing your needs and desires so that you don't rock the boat. That's you abandoning what is most important to you. And so self-devotion is the opposite of that. It's deep commitment to self. And as I said, moment-to-moment attunement to where your body's at and your emotions and what you're needing and listening to yourself moment-to-moment, all day, every day. That is deep self-love and that is deep self-devotion. And so with this episode today, this hasn't been as much about, you know, how do we practice self-love in terms of tools and practices? And I often feel that's something that can be quite unique to us individually in terms of what we need and how we need to practice that. But I wanted to give you these specific keys because these are the foundation of really looking at our relationship with ourselves through this lens. And so when you practice unconditional self-love, you no longer base your worth and your value on what you achieve and what you do and what you give, but rather on who you are. And you learn to acknowledge and celebrate yourself for all of who you are right now so that you can feel enough from within without having to wait. And you tend to your relationship with yourself where you are devoted to self rather than abandoning yourself. And these really are, in my opinion, the three most important keys to experiencing deep and lasting love with ourselves. So if you want to dive deeper into this, we are going to be doing a lot of work around this in Divine Femme. Pretty much all of the course has this ongoing thread of relationship with yourself and self-love through it. Regardless of what module we work on, it all comes back to your relationship with yourself. So that's a big theme of what we're working on through the program. As I said at the start, the wait list is open and I will be opening up for enrollments in the next few weeks. But you can start just by getting your name on the wait list so that you will be the first to know when enrollments open. As I said, you can do that at ConnieChapman.com slash DivineFemme-interest. But if that link is too long for you, literally just scroll down into the show notes. All of the links and all of the details are there. You can just click on them to go straight to my website. And in the meantime, if you want some simple starting steps right now, join The Feminine Awakening, my free five-part video series, because there's a lot of beautiful starting steps in there for you around your relationship with yourself. I mean, I really feel like all of the work that we do around our feminine energy brings us into more intimate connection and relationship with ourselves. So it's all very intertwined. And these videos in The Feminine Awakening will really, really support you with that. The link is in the show notes. Just scroll down, click on that and sign up to get immediate and free access. So my loves, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I actually, like looking back over my episodes, have not spoken much specifically about self-love. So I think this episode was a long time coming. I hope it's been really supportive for you that you've had a lot of beautiful takeaways and things you can really think about and work on to deepen your relationship with yourself. 
If you love this episode, make sure you are subscribed to Awaken Radio so you never miss episodes when they come out. You can share this episode to your stories on Instagram and tag me at Connie underscore Chapman or send the episode on to a friend who you think might gain value from this conversation. Thank you so much for being tuned in to this episode of Awaken Radio and I look forward to talking to you again next time. Mm-hmm.